0: God came down on a mountain and God gave Moses his commandments. His commandments for how people should live. The Ten Commandments as we know them. But it was more than that. It was the, the whole information about how society should be. How we should react to one another. How we should live together. The best way for people to live on earth is what God delivered to Israel there in the desert. And they wandered around in the desert. There's another story there. But they wandered around in the desert... Because really they struggled with actually getting hold of those commands and living them out. But eventually God who had said I am going to take you out of Egypt and bring you into your own land. He fulfilled his promise and even though it wasn't Moses who took them into the promised land. God raised up Joshua, a man called Joshua who took them into the promised land. And there they defeated all the people who were around them and they took possession of the promised land. And Israel came to be in a place Where they could call their own. Where God was their ruler. Where God was the one over them. And they could live their lives there. But you know what? As a people, the human race, or as humans, we're always looking for something better. Or we're always looking to be like somebody else. We've got great things, but hey, my neighbor's got even greater things. We've got good things as a nation, but hey, they've got even better things as a nation. Why can't we have that? That's within all of us. And you know what? That still remained in the Israelites, even though it wasn't the way that God wanted them to live. And so they noticed that every other nation, they've got a king. Hey, why haven't we got a king? We want to have a king rule over us. And God, who had raised up a prophet called Samuel, who had been leading the nation, caused Samuel to anoint a king for Israel. And that king was Saul. And so now Israel had a king, a king called Saul. And Saul was to lead the nation and to show them the ways of God and to encourage them as a nation to live in the ways of God. But he didn't really do it himself. He didn't follow and seek after God as God had desired. And eventually, actually, got to the place where he wasn't obeying what God was asking him to do. These are key points because all the way through, the only reason that God has given laws and commands is to lead people to himself and so that they might understand how he wants them to live. And so Saul, this king, disobeyed God. The result of that was that his kingship was actually removed from him and God, through Samuel, raised up another king and that king was David. He was a shepherd boy, but he was taken from being a shepherd boy... To actually being a leader of Israel. The king of Israel. Leading them into the ways of God. And you know God spoke to David. And God said that it was going to be from his family line. That he was going to send somebody called the Messiah. Somebody called a helper. God's servant helper that was going to come. Was going to come through the family line of David. Now that's a mighty promise to be given. And David was so in love with God, so serving God, his heart was right with God, that he wanted to build a place for God to live. But God didn't allow him to do that, but he did allow his son, Solomon, David's son, Solomon, who came and sat on the throne after him, one of his tasks was that he could build a temple where God could come and dwell. And if you read the story about that temple, not only was it magnificent... But it was also a place where God's presence came and his glory filled that place. God, the God of all the earth, came to dwell among his people in that temple. And everybody was in awe of that place. And so God had spoken. But in all of these things, God wanted people to understand that they need to live his ways. And his desire was that they should have an understanding that God himself is the source of life. And therefore, because he is the source of life, we must honour him for that very fact. Our lives belong to him. Our our life here on earth is because he allows us to have breath. That is true, but we often take that for granted. God wants us to understand that every good and perfect gift Everything that we enjoy that is good and wholesome and great comes from Him. The blessing of families, the blessing of children, the blessing of work. All of these things, even though sometimes work doesn't always seem like a blessing. The blessing of having those things, they are gifts from God that He allows us to have. And God doesn't want anybody to take these things for granted. Because they are blessings that He has given. And He gave them to Israel. But even though they had a place where God lived, even though they had a king over them, even though they had a land that had been given to them, the problem was that people just began to forget about God. That has been the pattern of history, even as we might say that it's the pattern of things today. And because of that lack of real connection to God, the Israelites in those days ended up living for themselves, just doing what they felt was best. They had families, they had homes, they had work. But when it came to actually giving acknowledgement to God first and foremost that it's because of him that they had those things, there was something missing. And it's a shame because Moses, way back when they had received the law, had warned the people that these things could happen. I'm going to read to you Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 11 to 18. This is what Moses had said to the Israelites. But that is the time to be careful. In other words, when you get to the promised land. Be careful that in your plenty, you do not forget the Lord your God and disobey his commands, regulations, and decrees that I am giving you today. For when you have become full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in, and when your flocks and your herds have become very large and your silver and gold have multiplied along with everything else, be careful. Do not become proud at that time and forget the Lord your God who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. Do not forget that he led you through the great and terrifying wilderness with its poisonous snakes and scorpions where it was so hot and dry. He gave you water from the rock. He fed you with manna in the wilderness a food unknown to you and your ancestors. He did this to humble you and to test you for your own good. He did all of this... So you would never say to yourself, I have achieved this wealth with my own strength and energy. Remember the Lord your God. He is the one who gives you power to be successful in order to fulfill the covenant that he confirmed to you and to your ancestors with an oath. But you see, the people of Israel did forget that. Even as we forget it today. We take it for granted. Well, I've got a salary coming in. God didn't pay my salary. That was paid by the company I work for. And so we we lose track of things. Things get missed out by us. We take things for granted. You open your fridge and you expect to find milk and cheese and bread and things like that. You, You expect those things to be around you. You don't expect them not to be. And because they're around and the shops are full of them, everything's okay. And we forget. And God is saying, I don't want you to forget. But the Israelites had a tendency, just as we do, to forget. And so even though they had a king, even though they had a temple, they began to forget about God. It's not that I don't accept that there is a God. It's whether I choose to give my time and my heart to him. That's what I'm talking about. It's not that they didn't realize there was There's a God of Israel. Everybody knows there's a God of Israel. His name's Yahweh. They all knew that. But that's not what I'm talking about. It's about the knowledge of that, of how it affects our lives. That's what I'm talking about. Now God in his goodness to the Israelites, he didn't leave things as they were. He sent prophets to speak to them. People of God who came to actually declare to them, Hey, in the midst of all life that's going on, I want to talk to you about real life. I want to talk to you about the God who has given you life. I want to bring you back from all of your political worries, all of your family concerns, all of your finances and your concerns about what you're to eat. I want to bring you back to the most important thing. And the prophets of God stood before the people Some of them even went before the temple. Hey, the people are coming into the temple. I'm going to grab them on the way in. People like Isaiah. People like Jeremiah. Jeremiah did that. He went and stood outside the temple so that he could catch the people on the way in. Hey, let me tell you what God wants to say to you as a nation. Listen to what Jeremiah said. He said this to the people of Israel. He said, God says this. My people have committed two sins. They have forsaken me the spring of living water, and of dug cisterns, broken cisterns, that can't even hold water. You see, that's what he was declaring. He was just declaring, it's not that you're not alive, it's not that you don't have interest in knowing who I am, it's that you know me, but you don't really know me. And you know what? Isaiah said similar things. The prophets had told them that if you don't listen to what God is saying, Even though God has given you everything and you think that nobody can ever take away the temple where God himself lives. Let me tell you, if you don't start listening to what we're saying, God is going to move. And he is going to shake this nation. Now the people didn't listen to that. They thought we've got the temple, we've got everything we need. But God did test them. And eventually the southern tribes of Israel... They were taken into captivity or they were sort of spread around a whole area by the Assyrians. The Assyrian army came in, overthrew their cities, took the people back to where they lived. And then suddenly they were no more as a nation. There was only the southern tribes, that around Jerusalem, though known as Judea, that area was where there were still the people of God. But as we know, even though God warned the, the southern tribes as well, hey, Think about what's happened to those that have been captured with the Assyrians. If you don't take notice, something will happen to you. They didn't take notice. And in the end, the temple was overrun. And all of them were taken into captivity by the Babylonians. And Israel was removed from her land, the promised land that God had said, this is where you're going to live. They were taken from there. And for 70 long years, 70 years, they were in captivity in Babylon in a completely different place and they were wondering what on earth has happened but you know what when suddenly a shaking comes to your life it does cause you to think wow well, was i really right was i walking in the right way was i paying attention to what god wanted was i thinking about what he was asking me to do sometimes that shaking is necessary for us to have those thoughts and maybe it was necessary for them There came a time when the Babylonian Empire was overthrown by the Persian Empire. And the king, a king called Cyrus came and he was ruling over the people in that area. But he said to the Israelites, he said, listen, if you want to go back to Jerusalem, you can go back to Jerusalem and you can reestablish your way of life there. And so he sent people after the 70 years back to Jerusalem and they came back particularly those who were desiring now, hey, we need to live in the way that God has always asked us to live. We need to take notice of him. We're not to become presumptuous, not just got caught up with all sorts of things. We need to take notice of what God has asked of us. And so they came back and they built the temple again, and life again returned to some sort of normality in that land area, which was called Judea. It was still overseen, by the Persians, but that's where they lived. They lived a life of activity and everyday happenings. They lived a life where God was served. But, you know, knowing God again and fully knowing him are two different things. And they had in their minds that scripture that we've read from Deuteronomy. Be careful, beware that in your plenty you do not forget the Lord your God And disobey his commands, regulations and decrees. And so they lived in that area of Judea. Under the authority of the Persian Empire. And that's how they began to live. Living again or seeking to live for God. But then. And you know things change. Guess what? Alexander the Great arrives. And I know for some of you are now thinking. I remember that name in history. I wish I'd listened more at that point, Well, that's like myself. Alexander the Great arrives, and he comes, and he overthrows the Persian Empire, and he now establishes the Greek Empire, where there's Greek being spoken of, and he is ruling over Judea and over the people of God there. And of course, with every new empire, or with every new thing, there becomes a change in ways. And so now the Jews were now being influenced by Greek ideology, by Greek ideas, by Greek gods. And all of these influences they have upon the people of God. And people start living in a dualistic sort of format. But they hated, the Jews hated being ruled by anybody. And there was a massive revolt uh, led by Judas Maccabeus and he uh, overthrew the Greek Uh, rule of Judea just of Judea and so the Jews actually now began to rule themselves again and they began to find some freedom but things change and it wasn't long before the Roman Empire came the Roman Empire overthrew the Greek Empire the Roman Empire overthrew Judea and they established rule across the whole area Judea was a problem Because the Jews didn't quite fit in to their way of life because they had this God that they were serving and there were difficulties with it. But they were serving a God, but not necessarily wholeheartedly serving him. And so the Romans, to get round this problem, they established rulers over them, a governor. A governor that they established over them was one called Herod. Herod the Great took the role of governing over Judea. Now at this point, we're talking of some 500 years since Israel was taken captive, first of all, into Babylon. So 500 years. The average Israelite honoured the existence of God, Yahweh. But their hearts were far from him. They were becoming bound in laws and rules and not necessarily in relationship with God. Isaiah, for instance, had said this to them. And so the Lord says, These people say they are mine, they honour me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And their worship of me is nothing but man-made rules learned by rote. And Malachi, one of the last prophets in the Old Testament, he he reported this. He said to the people, You have wearied the Lord with your words. How have we wearied him, they asked. You have wearied him by saying that all who do evil are good in the Lord's sight, and he is pleased with them. You have wearied him by asking, where is the God of justice? Look, I am sending my messenger, and he will prepare the way before me. The Lord you are seeking will suddenly come to his temple. The messenger of the covenant whom you look for so eagerly is coming. Says the Lord of heaven's armies. But life in Judea still carried on. And people were just holding on to this hope. This hope that the prophets of old had spoken about. That God was going to send this servant, this helper, this redeemer, this messiah was going to come. A bit of a mythical figure. Because the prophets only spoke about little bits and facets about who he was going to be. But the people were looking forward. It's been years and God has not come to our aid. God has promised but nothing seems to have happened. Where is God? When will he come to help us? People, especially the religious authorities, as I say, they gleaned bits and pieces from what the prophets had said. And they had put together various information which was fairly widely known about this Messiah, about this servant who is coming. They knew, for instance, he was going to be born in Bethlehem. The prophet Micah had said, But to you, O Bethlehem... If Ephrath are only a small village among all the people of Judah, yet a ruler of Israel will come from you. They knew that he would be born of a virgin. The prophet Isaiah had said, "All right, then, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. They knew that he would be of the line of David. And that he would be declared to be the son of God. Again Isaiah had said for a child is born to us. A son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders. And he will be called wonderful counsellor. Mighty God. Everlasting father. Prince of peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. They knew some things, but there was one question. When? 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 When is all this to happen? When are we going to be set free? When are we going to understand this helper? When are we going to know about him? Well, you know, during the time of Caesar, Augustus, So he was the ruler, the emperor over the now established Roman Empire. During the time when he had called people to return to their family homes. In Judea they needed to sort things out. Everybody go back to your family home and get registered. So we can see the number of people they are. We can see where they are living. Let's find out about all of these Jews. So they established that people should go to their own towns to be registered. And it was during that time... During one night when in Bethlehem the shepherds were out on the, flo- on the hills and they were watching over their flocks as they did each and every night. Just making sure that everything was safe, everything was calm, everything was quiet. And it was just on one of those nights. And they were waiting. When suddenly, and it literally was suddenly. Because the shepherds just going about their normal task, suddenly... An angel appears in the sky and this angel starts to talk. An angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you, he is Christ the Lord. This will be the sign you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, as if one angel wasn't enough, suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. When the shepherds had left them and gone into heaven... The shepherds said to one another, let's go to Bethlehem and let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. I, don't think, I think I missed a, a part of that out. Because it said, today in the town of David a Saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you, you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. This... Which we know is our Christmas story, this was the moment that all the Old Testament had been looking forward to. This was the moment when God's helper, his Messiah, his suffering servant, was to arrive upon the earth. And I just want to look very briefly at what the angels told the shepherd. They said to them, Today, in the town of David, In other words, in Bethlehem, a Saviour has been born. He is Messiah, the Lord. And today, we are living in a time when the Helper, the Messiah, Jesus, has come. And he is here to help us now. And I want to declare to you what those shepherds heard. They heard this today. Today. That means... This is relevant for us right now. Today. Whatever situation we're facing. Whatever problem that we're going through. God's word to us is today. Today. A saviour. And a saviour is this. It is one who frees us from all evil and danger. And is the author of perpetual salvation. That's what the Hebrew means of his name savior a savior has been born to us one who can save us and bring us into the fullness of relationship with god he is it says he is christ christ is the greek of the hebrew messiah he is messiah he is the one who was spoken of by the prophets he is the one that was, God has said, I'm going to send my servant to be your helper. He is that one, the Messiah has come, and he is declared to be the Lord. That means, as we looked at last week, he is the supreme being of heaven and earth, the ruler of heaven and earth, the promised one, has come. The king is here. He has come On that night. And he is here to help us. Here's the question. All through the history of Israel. God had acted to help his people. But they had resisted him. And they had trusted in their own abilities. Rather than to trust in him. With all the benefit of that history that we went through. What is our response? Will we... Let him come into our lives and truly to lead us and truly to help us. Will we give him the space that he is looking for in our lives? And that's not just like, hey, come and sit at the table. It's like, in the midst of my life, will I give you space to help me to run things the way that you want them to be run? Our response, of course, well, oh yes, we want to do that. But let's not forget the history of Israel and how they continually said, hey, we're serving the Lord. And yet they went off track. Because mankind has a tendency to forget God and just to go about his own ways. Many of the Israelites knew of God, but they didn't really know God. Yet God says, Malachi 3 verse 7, Ever since the time of your forefathers... You have turned away from my decrees and have not kept them. Return to me and I will return to you, says the Lord God Almighty. My question at this Christmas time is this. Will you fully return to him? Will you give yourself to him? Will you remember again of all of the goodness, of all of the blessings that we have, which we take for granted so often, will we come back to that place and say, Lord, I worship you for who you are. I'm going to allow you to have space in my life. There is a poem that was written by Christina Rossetti in 1872, which was set to music and has become a carol which is known as In the Bleak Midwinter. We will be familiar with it. The first verse reads like this, In the bleak midwinter, frosty... Wind made moan. Earth stood hard as iron, water like a stone. Snow had fallen, snow on snow, snow on snow, in the bleak midwinter long ago. The second verse goes like this. Our God, heaven cannot hold him, nor earth sustain. Heaven and earth shall flee away when he comes to reign. In the bleak midwinter, a stable place sufficed. The Lord God Almighty, Jesus Christ. Angels and archangels may have gathered there. Cherubim and seraphim thronged the air. But only his mother in her maiden bliss worshipped the beloved with a kiss. And then the final verse says this. What can I give him? poor as i am if i were a shepherd i would bring a lamb if i were a wise man i would do my part yet what can i give him give my heart and i want to say to us all as we come to this christmas season will you receive this coming king into your life can i encourage you this christmas it's not just about giving gifts to others, And it's a blessing to give and we love the joy that it gives to others as they receive gifts. But can we also be prepared to give our hearts to this coming King? To allow Him to have space. He knows how to run our lives the best way. Even though we think we could do better. What I want to say to you is for all of us this Christmas time. Will we make space in our hearts for him? Will we give our hearts to him? Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.